Welcome to Attack Surface Stories, a podcast by Repossify, which is the go-to place for everything related to attack surface management. I'm Rachel, your host. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing security professionals who are involved with attack surface management. Today, I'm really excited to have Kfir Sukrel on the show. Kfir is the CISA of Direct Finance, which is the largest non-bank consumer credit company in Israel and part of the Israel Direct Insurance Group. Hi, Kfir. I'm very happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Before we unpack the questions I have lined up for you, I would love it if you could please tell us about your journey in the security world. My journey started in 2004. I started in the IT world. I started as a network engineer. After that, I've moved into small startup in the communication world, the, the GSM, mobile communications, satellite communications. And um, after that, I've reached to this world of cyber, uh, started as a penetration tester, moved on to regulation consultant. And from there, I've reached uh, direct finance. Oh, it's a very interesting journey. So let's, uh, let's dive right into the questions. Um, how do you define attack surface management from your perspective? And what are the type of daily tasks and responsibilities that it includes? So I think we'll um, split the answer to this question into two parts. The attack surface management. Attack surface management is the ability to know exactly and to have the up-to-date knowledge of all assets exposed to the web. Uh, it could be websites, cloud services, IoT, network devices, and, and any other thing that belongs to the, to the company and that is exposed to the web. And it's critical to know the attack surface because when attacker looks at his target, he, he looks to map the entire organization and find the big spots where he can get in. So from my perspective, knowing the attack surface is critical for me because it helps me, it helps me to know what are my risks and if there are any violations to the security policy uh, that I made. Mm-hmm. This, this is very important for me because it helps against routine widespread network scans and a specific attacker, attacker that um, targets me. And so that's one point, the attack surface management. And the other one, the daily tasks. The way I manage it is not on a daily basis, but there are certain routines. Uh, I do check my security posture, not on a daily basis, but once a week or so. And I have an intelligence provider that has quarters that searches people from my organization over the web, or the, the known web, uh, and over the dark web. So you operate within the field of finance. What do you see as the biggest daily challenges around the tax surface management, the security teams face in your industry? 
So the challenges are coming from two different types of attackers. Um, one type of attacker is like the random attacker, might be a script kitty, it does widespread searches over the web. And if he sees like a low hanging fruit, something he can click on easily, then he goes for it. Uh, and another type of an attacker, um, these are the organizations, um, organizations that specializes on how to monetize cybersecurity attack. There are specific groups of hackers that are designated for the finance sectors, uh, like Lazarus, for example. So now that I now that we know who are my attackers, the things that makes me worry is if they will see a certain weakness in my security posture, it will make them enthusiastic to attack, to go for me. In the finance sector, has got big development departments. A lot of us are working in an agile manner, changing in environments, staging, production, tests, environments, a lot of changes. We implement new products. Every organization has unexpected bug fixing. The environments are live, always changing. And the high pace of changes may cause a human error. The human error, as happened uh, earlier this year in a, in a financial institution that got breached and all of the customer data was avail available online. So human error of a privileged user, that's my biggest daily challenge. Totally understood. So... Um, you talked about exposure and, and minimizing the exposure. Um, so I'm wondering uh, what impact uh, did COVID-19 and the move to remote work has had on your cybersecurity activities in general and particularly around the attack surface? Okay, so the attack surface remains as it was in the past the, because the same assets are exposed. But the thing is that it's scaled up. Uh, it's scaled up because now, working remotely, more users work from home, and greater demand for bring your own device. Um, people that connecting from not only mobile, but also from laptops and their home PCs. And those are equipments that are less secure. Now, the risk is higher because more users are using these methods. And the data is spread at more physical places. So yeah, it was before, but now it's in a higher volume. So it's scaled up. And the thing is that to, to answer that risks, I have to increase my monitoring uh, I did a lot of awareness work to to all of the company employees um, because, yeah, same risk as before as they knew it, but now it's more users uh, are affected by it. I see. So from your perspective, there aren't any specific uh, special risks. It's just the same risk, but at a bigger scale. Yes, exactly. Since the beginning of the pandemic, we did open a few new services, 
but in terms of risks, there has been a little change. Uh, the risk itself remained the same. I see. I see. So, uh, you know, at Repository, we, we look at internet exposure on a global scale. And one of the trends that is visible from our data is that since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, there, there was a significant rise in asset exposure to the internet. Uh, a large portion of it are assets that can be classified as shadow IT. Uh, assets that are, you know, probably unknown to the IT and security teams. So I wanted to get your perspective on shadow IT and out of all the various risks that can impact an organization's attack surface, where would you rate shadow IT and why? Okay, shadow IT falls under the category that what I don't know, that I don't know. So I have to assume the worst. Uh, it could be a violation of GRC, governance, regulations, compliance. It could be exposure of, of customers' data. Uh, it could be credential theft that can lead to the worst scenario ever uh, of actually penetrating into the organization or into all of the systems. So I have to assume worse and under the attack surface perspective, yeah, shadow IT is the, is the highest. So you rate it as one of the highest risks to the attack surface? It is the highest. I mean, the highest. of course, because it falls under the what I don't know that I don't know, it could be the worst. A small tip to, to our listeners. Um, usually it's very common to take a technological solution to most problems. But in this subject, for instance, I think the best solution would not, is not necessarily will be a technological solution, but um, something that I like doing once in a while is just to sit with the managers in my organization and, and have a conversation with them. Um, I think the most efficient solution is sit with them and um, for two reasons. One is to tag along with them for, uh, for a few hours and just know the job better, it makes you know the risks better and makes you know things that you didn't know before. And another thing is just ask them what are the, um, what are the technological needs that they have that they don't get from uh, from our IT department because that if there's something that they need and they won't get they will find a way to bypass it or they are already bypassing it <laughs> so just sit to a conversation with the relevant managers all of the managers are relevant actually from all departments it's not only IT I mean it could be any department, HR, acquisition, whatever, legal, every, every department has its needs. And if they are not met in the IT department, they, they will find a way to bypass it and, uh, and, and use shadow IT services and just have a conversation with them. I totally agree. 
technology is a must, but it's not a standalone solution. And it should be combined with clear communication and awareness training. Because at the end, it's all about people and getting their collaboration and helping them to improve their cyber hygiene. I actually uh, got to see some of the awareness videos and materials that you created on LinkedIn. And I must say, I loved how you use humor and creativity to convey these topics. Uh, for our listeners, I wanted to say it's really worth checking out and you can find it on Kfir's LinkedIn profile. So Kfir, if we're already talking about that, any tips that you can share about creating such materials? Um, first of all, I'm very flattered. I'm, I really love doing uh, security awareness. Uh, it's one of the funnest things that I do. And I think it's also very important because uh, reaching out in a different way, in a different manner than all of these read and sign documents is the way I see it, it is useless and it's not relevant to, to the workers on this generation. And a lot of my workers in my organizations and our call centers representatives that are being measured in, uh, with goals and security is not a goal that they are uh, being tested so if i will not do it in an interesting way they will not give any attention to it they will only see it as a burden and try to bypass it so um i really love doing awareness uh, in a different way that that surprises them a lot. Uh, a lot of times they are so surprised to see security awareness in a fun way. Um, and I'd like to add another thing to the shadow IT. I'll, I'll hop back a few steps. Um, I remember that I read during the end of uh, 2019 that uh, Gardner predicted that about 30% of 2020 security breaches will be caused due to shadow IT. So shadow IT is a huge threat on the organizations. And not only that I um, place it very high at the risk rank, but 30% of the security breaches will be due to that. Add that to the um, social engineering, which what we just spoke that I'm um, having a lot of my awareness uh, work on the against social engineering, then I think that these two alone cover most of the common security breaches for 2020. To wrap up our really interesting conversation, I uh, was wondering, let's stay on this topic of shadow IT. So you talked about the importance of awareness and training and educating uh, the employees around uh, uh, that. Um, any additional tips beyond these pillars uh, for reducing attack surfaces exposures that might be caused from shadow IT risks? Um, yeah. Um, first of all, is review of firewall rules. Uh, spoiler alert. alert. It is hard. It is a long and tedious task. It's, it's not a fun task, but it's a must. The first time will be horrifying, but later on, if you do it periodically, once a year, two years, whatever, 
then it becomes easier with time. But reviewing firewall rules, really you can find great risks that you didn't know of, like wide, uh, wide port ranges, assets that, um, that expose things like that, uh, that actually contradicts your security policy. Another thing is uh, hardening and patching. Yeah, it's hard to patch all the systems all the time, but it's a must because if it's exposed to the web, everyone can see that it's not patched and people will try it. Patch and harden the systems, especially the ones that are exposed to the web. And the last one is assume breach. Yeah, do the best, minimize the attack surface, harden your system, patch them, review the firewall rules, have an awareness training to the employees, whatever. If someone really, really is after you, then most chances are that you will get hacked. The thing is that how long will it take until you know that you've been breached and uh, then you can start working on it and repair it. So assume breach. The common method is honeypots, but as I said before, not always you have to buy a new product for it. You can, with the help of the infrastructure uh, department, you can make uh, the basic things on your own. And if someone wants, he can uh, contact me and, and I can give him some um, ideas in private. And so make some traps on your own and monitor them. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good place to start for the basic. And another thing is monitor the uh, web-facing assets. Uh, and for example, I'm using Repossify to monitor all of the assets that are visible to my attacker. Well, Kfir, thanks so much for taking the time to chat today. It was a great pleasure. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Thanks for having me.